Hey folks, this is Glenn Man, and welcome to Glenn is Talking Man from New York. This is the season premiere and the series finale. Yes, folks, end of the line. This show is coming to an end. Now, I know I've been haven't been doing episodes on a regular basis, and I've been sort of thinking about okay, just ending the podcast officially, but didn't. Didn't know, should I do like a kind of special episode? Should I do like a rundown of everything over the past few years and over 200 something plus episodes? But I figured just get it over with. So, yes, this is the season premieres. I want to make I want to make it to season five, but this is the first episode of season five and the last episode of the podcast. So, started the podcast five years ago, 2017. Just wanted to share some stories about New York City. It was really just called Man from New York. And it kind of evolved, talking about general interests and pop culture and a little politics and things happening culturally. So the world has changed a lot since I first started this podcast. It's gotten a lot crazier. If if you think about how much the world has changed the past five years, it's kind of crazy. And I've changed the past five years. Hopefully, I've become a better person, but maybe not. Maybe I'm deluding myself. But, you know, and I, like I said, I started out, I wanted to share stories about things that I experienced in New York City. And New York City has, the past couple of years, has really gone through some changes. The pandemic and, you know, you read the stories. If you live in New York City, you see it for yourself. You live outside of New York City. You hear the news stories about crime and just craziness happening in the streets and the subway. And it was like, okay, like, I could talk about that stuff, but that's kind of depressing, really. If I just just want to talk about craziness and and crime and danger all the time. And I don't want to, look, New York is still a relatively safe city compared to yesteryear, compared to previous periods. But yeah, you got to be careful. You got to... Uh, be mindful of, of where you're at and, and who you're with. You know, like, don't, don't, don't get caught up. And, it's, and if you grew up in New York for any period of time, you kind of, like, you, you, you got surprised by how people became sort of lackadaisical about, like, their public sort of their safety. Like, I remember the first time years ago when I saw someone on the subway train with a laptop. Like just typing, and I'm like, what? Like I grew up. Sometimes you people like you even want sometimes show your Walkman. That's how old I am. You want to show your Walkman on your CD player, because depending on what train you on, what neighborhood you on, because you want to get snatched. But you we we had such record setting low periods of crime that people just felt really really safe. Wine around three thirty four in the morning, no big deal, right? So you had this really comfortable period. And a lot of people who moved to New York during this time period or were very young grew up, they had no, like, idea about the old New York. Or, like, the, the 90s and the 80s and in the 70s, whatever. They had no idea about that. So people are getting used to a new reality. So I could talk about that stuff, but that's, like, kind of, like, like I said, kind of depressing and sad. And, like... Like, the other day, I was in the store, and, like, this really deranged, you know, homeless guy, you know, God bless him, I hope he gets help, but this guy looked, like, just absolutely just insane and dangerous. 
came in the store and it was like it was like coming up right on me and then like they were yelling at him to leave the store and he was yelling back because he didn't want to leave the store and it was just like a and of course New York crazy things happen all the time right but the frequency of when you witness and experience these things is happening this is happening more frequently right now that's all I can say and, and and there's some people and and I said this before in other episodes. There's some people who are, who are kind of exaggerated. Some people say, "Oh my God, it's just like the seventies when everything was burning." And that. no, it's not. And then there's some people who say that it's it's all overblown. That people, you know, people are overhyping the danger and overhyping the crime. And it, okay, those people are crazy. Like I don't know where they live. Maybe they live outside the city. Or, Maybe they live in some nice little suburb, like, you know, 40 minutes from Manhattan or something. Because I don't know how, if you can live and work in New York City. And I see there's a significant change in the quality of life the past couple of years. Then you are, you're just insane as the people that we were talking about who are wanting the streets hurting people. And wanting the subways. So, you know, that's sort of like a New York tip or thing that's happening. Now, does that mean you shouldn't come to New York? I think you should still visit New York, but you should be just be careful and be mindful and like, you know, use common sense about where you're going, where you're hanging out. I saw something, I saw a story a couple of weeks ago. Somebody was like out, like it was like almost four in the morning. They were taking a stroll near Central Park, like, and this person was like from out of town. They're from another country, so they didn't know better, but it's like, you should know better. Like, you should, you should not be near Central Park, like that time of night, morning, whatever you want to call it. you That's like putting a... Sh- that's like wearing a shirt that says, please attack me. I don't want to victim blame and victim shame, but, you know, pe- people, people, people who haven't experienced New York during those tough periods have, have got to learn quickly. And those who have experienced New York in down periods... Who are now like, wait a sec, I don't want to go through this again. Like, so that's what we're dealing with right now in the current state of the city. Now, what's happening in the world? So much has happened in the world in the past five years, of course. Uh, the political, this craziness we've experienced, not only here in the United States, but around the globe, and that we continue to experience. Uh, the pandemic, uh, you know. Economic instability, inflation, and currency rates, and supply chain issues, and everything that's happening. You know, the Queen of England died, and we've got a new Prime Minister in Italy, which is scaring all the people. So we've got so many things that are happening in the world right now. And we've got midterm elections here in the United States coming up, and, you know, we're on the crazy train, and we can't get off. And that's, you know, that's just the state of the world. What can you do? My last episode was called Being Hopeful. And I think you have to be hopeful. Because being cynical, with, uh, that doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't inspire you. It doesn't make you feel better. It doesn't make anything change. So you have to be hopeful. You got to say, okay, in spite of all the craziness, in spite of all the bad things that are happening, things can be better. And things can get better. I don't, need, I, don't think, I don't think you can just be like, oh, okay, this is the way it's going to be. 
There's nothing's gonna change. You know, you you, you got to be hopeful, uh, and and you and you gotta you gotta fight for it. You want a better world? You gotta fight for it. You want a better life? You gotta fight for it. You gotta you gotta make steps for towards it. And, and that's what you gotta do. And then there's no guarantees of anything, but you, you know you gotta keep moving. You, you gotta keep going. So, you know. Culturally, uh, what's been going on? I mean, a lot has happened the past, uh, I think, five years ago. Social media. Five years ago, we were probably still talking about, I guess, I would say Instagram and Snapchat were really at the forefront of, like, social media hotness and Facebook. And so now everything is about TikTok, right? TikTok is is everything now, right? And it's sort of... And you can develop TikTok brain, right? Because I joined TikTok, um, I think, uh, was it two years ago or uh, a, year, a year and a half ago? Because I kind of avoided it. Because I always talk about like security and like you know foreign governments, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like maybe they can do something with my information. I can't, and they can be more productive than I can. But anyway, so I, I joined TikTok, and it's a very addictive app. Like, the algorithm, it just kind of gives you everything that you want. And I actually just, I went, like, a, almost a month, a month and a half, maybe, because I kind of just deleted it from my phone. was not on TikTok at all. Like, I need, I need a break because this, this app can, you can, you can really scroll for, like, hours because it, it just keeps coming and coming and, and the different, the, the, just the different hits and the, you know, you Here's here's a here's a video of a cat uh, doing something silly. Oh, here's a video of a girl dancing. Here's a video of a girl dancing with a cat doing something silly. Here's someone talking about politics. Here's someone saying something about here's a recipe. So it's very entertaining. There's a lot of disinformation too, that you know pe- people get up there and they'll say the most outrageous thing, but they say it with such a sense of authority that you it gives it credibility. And like I said, it could be the most outrageous thing. So people can say, well, you know, the moon eats people. They they might, you may not know this. They don't want you to know this, but the moon eats people. And there'll be people in the comments, that's right, you tell the truth. Or, you know, it, it, it can just be the most outrageous thing. You know, you, you know, lizards, you know, lizards and ghosts have taken over. The government and there'll be people like yes that's right tell the truth I, I you don't no one wants to talk about the lizards and the ghosts that have taken over the government but but you know you can you can say outrageous thing if you say it like you you mean it with some kind of expertise people will give you credibility and they'll go with it so that's the danger of like sort of disinformation and misinformation on social media So that's kind of so that's kind of where we're at culturally. We're just in the peak, this peak age of disinformation. And sort of like entertainment wise, it, you know, as the pandemic, you know, people are still sort of some people, people, the movies, right? People are going to the movies, but they're going to big movies, like movies they really want to see, they want to see, and the movies they don't want to see, they're like, I'll wait till it's streaming somewhere. And of course, with streaming, we've seen troubles with some of the streamers, you know, not having the numbers because. You know, there's so much content out there. And I think there's too much content. I hate to say that as someone who is a a creator. But there's so much stuff and it's so hard to keep up with. 
And it does feel like there's so many splits because so many of us are just, we're doing our own thing, watching our own thing. Now, there are some shows, there are some pieces of entertainment that everyone seems to be watching or talking about. It could be the new Game of Thrones show, House of the Dragon, which I haven't seen yet. And you see a lot of people talking about that. You, you know, there's a Jeffrey Dahmer, a new mini series on a limited series on Netflix. A lot of people talking about. So there are those few shows that seem to capture a lot of the attention from media and from the from people just the, that capture the zeitgeist. But there's so much stuff that we're just kind of watching on our own that you you know we meet we feel like we're the only audience for it. And I do wonder, does it have some, like, bigger implication on society that we, we have so many different avenues for our attention that, that we're not all sort of following the same thing? Now, that's a good thing that we have variety, but do we have too much variety? It's like when you go to the store to buy cereal, and they've got every cereal you can think of, and you're like, hmm, do I just stick with the cornflakes, or do I go with this new super healthy... Uh, vegan, grape, tomato, whatever stuff they came up with. Or, or here's the new cart. Here's some new sugary sweet stuff that I've never seen before. Here's an old throwback. Oh look, they brought back Count Chocula. You know, there's so much variety. Sometimes I feel like there's too many choices. And there's sort of, and I, I think there's been like research and talks about like sort of the agony of choice and things like that. Because we have so much so stuff going on. So, you know, that's, you know, I think this is like the state of culture. Uh, it was announced that Rihanna will be performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, which is one of the biggest events any music performer uh, can 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 be a part of. And she's kind of, she's taking a break from music the past couple of years, doing, being the... The businesswoman being the business mogul with the low makeup and lingerie and becoming a billionaire. So, so, so that's what's happening that. And, and Kanye West is running around and then he's doing his thing, whatever you want to call that. So, so that's kind of like, I guess, the state of culture, which is, hey, look, society feels a little bit uh, shaky. So I guess culture uh, should also reflect that. Even though I do think there has been a failure. Let me get in my soapbox for a moment. I think there has been a failure. That I don't know if... I don't, I don't know if... if, if so I don't know if movies and TV and music and literature has met the moment yet. As far as like really speaking and conveying what everyone is feeling. Or, or, or point in the direction of where we can go. It it uh, it it it, we, it it kind of feels like we're just eight billion people on the planet, walking around, running around like chickens with their heads cut off. It feels like that. And so you you know and and you, like as always. You wake up in the morning, you check your phone because you want to make sure that the world is still standing and you see war and conflict and, you know, famine and, and, and protest and you see all these things happening and it's very easy to be like, oh man, like, which is why I like I say being hopeful 
being positive, it's like a work, it's like a job, it's work. You got to put the effort in. Because there's good things happening around the world. There are good things happening in your community, you know, in your country, in your hemisphere. Tonight, you just got to dig a little bit. Uh, just to see it. So, back to New York City. Rent, right? Talked about it in the podcast before. Uh, rent is crazy in New York City. And, you know, the, the apartments, the prices that are being asked are just absolutely ridiculous. And you might... And people who are living in New York are like, is it worth living here? People who are outside of New York are saying, is it worth moving there? Or some people are like, I'll never move there anyway because it's all crazy people walking around and I got to pay all that money for rent. That's what people in the country are saying. And they sound just like that. Trust me, take my word for it. But that's... So, the state of New York, the future of New York... now. And I've talked about this in the podcast before. People have written New York off before. And they've written, hey, people have written the United States off, right? The people have written New York off and they say, oh, it's crazy. It's, it's too expensive. It's... And look, there are some deep, serious issues. But the city is a resilient place it, because it's home to, to resilient people who will keep on keeping on. We'll continue to get up in the morning and go to work and go to school and, and, and have kids and families and make dinner and, and do all that stuff. But I, I will say right now, this current time, New York City is not, it's not, as, it's not as, as pleasant or fun as it was just three years ago. Oh, you know. This isn't, this isn't even comparing this to like some mythical time period. This isn't like going back. This is like, like if you take New York, like let's say like this four, four or five years ago, whatever, 2018, 2017, whatever, 2019, and now, much different. This much different place. Things have changed drastically in the past few years. And that has to do with the pandemic. That has to do with the fact that, you know, Parts of the city feel kind of empty because so many people are working from home and companies. And that's been a big issue because companies want people back in the office. I know a lot of the Wall Street banks and finance companies uh, at the beginning of September, like a lot of employees had to come back to the office. And I think about like maybe 60% of Manhattan office workers are back in the office now. Which, I mean, it, it has like, it. I know it a lot of these workers, they hate it because just commuting to work, especially with the subways and crowded and craziness, and you can be home in your pajamas and you, you can go on a coffee break anytime you want. You don't have to worry about someone micromanaging you over your shoulder or crazy, dumb chit-chat with the co-worker that you don't like. There's so many pleasant things that work from home provides. But yeah, in a place where in, in New York, which kind of is driven by the traffic the foot traffic in Manhattan. Just people walking around from work, uh, going to lunch, uh, the, the, the events that are catered, the after work parties, happy hours, things that really drive the city. Yeah, it's 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 a tough situation. 
And of course, with the economy the way it is, who knows? Right now, at this point, employees have a lot more leverage. But if the economy, there's a downturn, there's an uptick on employment, then yes, the, the leverage will go back to the employers. And now those who have like, those who have like really, people with advanced degrees and people in really sort of highly, you know, highly elevated professions will do okay. It's the average person, it's the average office worker, the average person who, 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 who will probably have no choice but to go back to the office. And of course, there are so many workers who never had a choice because their job, if you're a security guard at the hospital, you can't work from home. If you're a nurse, you can't work from home. If you're a, a delivery driver or if, you, if you're a sous chef, you can't work from home. So there's some people who during this time period, nothing, nothing's ever changed for them. So now, so society, you kind of, kind of, you've got to navigate to some, get to some sort of equilibrium where work-life balance, and you get tired of hearing that work, that term. And I think I've said this before on the podcast, the 40-hour work week is obsolete anyway. If you think about it, outside of like really intense jobs that require like really efficient sort of concentration and hours, like a surgeon or something, or... I think most jobs don't have to be 40 hours a week. I think like I think like 25 to 30 hours should be what most jobs at. I think the you know a lot of companies have experimented with this, you know, 4 days a week or you know, I I say that should be it. I think 4 days a week or even 3 and a half days because when you think about it, the weekend Okay, you get excited on Friday, right? Because you you got you're gonna you're not gonna go to work the next day. But what do you so maybe you go out Friday, and then maybe what happens on Saturday? Maybe you gotta do some errands. You gotta do all the stuff you couldn't do during the week. Or you were in the office, or you were at the warehouse, whatever, or or the store, wherever you worked at. So now you gotta do all the stuff you couldn't do, right? You are going to the supermarket. You're you're cleaning up. You're you, you maybe maybe you got to pick up a package. I mean you got to go to the post office and send something off. So you you got that one day where you're trying to catch up on all the, you know, days you didn't have time to do anything. And then maybe maybe you rest a little bit. Maybe you hang out that night. Maybe meet some friends. Or maybe you just, you know, watch TV or something. And then Sunday, what do you do Sunday? Maybe you go out to brunch or something to meet up with a friend, or maybe you go to the park or something, or maybe you just maybe you're just too tired because you did all some you did so many errands on Saturday, so now you're just gonna lay in bed, and then Sunday night you're gonna feel that dread because oh my god, I gotta go to work on Monday, and you're gonna do the cycle all over again, and and, and be miserable. So like we. I think we like I think we need to focus on creating less like creating less miserable people. Now there's that whole thing about the pursuit of happiness. Maybe they should be like in an official government office called like the, the the office of the pursuit of happiness. How do we make people happier? 
How do we give them more time and ex- to, 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 to cultivate joy? That way, I don't know who would have that. I don't know who would do the job. Or, and, and this is just a far-fetched idea. But still, it's like, I think investing in people's mental well-being, their emotional state. Uh, because look, there's a lot of miserable people. You see You see the road rage incidents. You see people who are just nasty to people. You go to the store and you see people yelling at cashiers. Like, and I, and I think... I think if you work in retail, if you work on a public-facing job, you should legally, like, you have the right to just, like, smack people. Like, you like you should be, like, you should be able to, if someone is, like, being belligerent and rude and cursing you out because, you know, their credit card didn't work to register or something crazy, you should, you should have the permission to just, like, pow. Pow, bam, you get those special effects sounds like Batman from the 60s. And you should just have the authority to do that. Because I've seen that, I've seen people be so dis- disrespectful and rude to people who are working, people who are cashier or just working any kind of public face job. I've just seen so much of that since this pandemic, and it's absolutely disgusting. And I get that people are miserable and maybe they don't have power in their other parts of their life. So when they get to the store, this is their only time they can flex a little bit. But there's a lot of get slapped in the face behavior happening every day out in public. Now, I'm not advocating violence. This is more like pre- this is preemptive self-defense or like social adjustment. Something, I don't know. But it, 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 it's really, it just really sort of gets on you. I don't, I don't know what's happening. So, 2017, that's when I started the podcast. I said I just wanted to share stories about New York City in, in, in a very humorous way. Because um, I kind of, I think I fashioned myself as sort of a humorist. Uh I didn't, you know, I, 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 one of the millions of people who briefly did stand up, like, and by did stand up, I mean, I, I went to a few open mics and stuff, and I, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't really my thing. But I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted this show to be just funny and, and, and kind of crazy. And then after that, but then it was like, okay, there's some serious things happen in the world, and, and it's hard to ignore. And and there's a time to laugh, and there's a time to cry. There's a time to, to to, to be reflective. And there's a time to, to to call attention to things. But you know, and look, the podcast. Look, it, it did it bring me great success and money, like I had in my fantasy. No. This is, you know, I'm, I'm, I think, I didn't get the multi-million dollar deal from Spotify or Apple yet. I mean, it's still time, guys. If you still want to throw me a big contract, I'm here and I'm, and I'm ready. You can bring it back right away. But I didn't, I've enjoyed talking and, and expressing my opinions. 
And of course, I'm not completely done with podcasting. Uh, I have another podcast called Other Moods, which I've talked about before, which is a a very different tone from this podcast. The other Moods is, is about spirituality, and you'd be probably thinking, what? But yes, it's spirituality and culture and sort of, you know, some some big some big some big deep thoughts, right? And you can find that wherever you find the podcast. And you know, and, and I'm there's some other podcasting things that I wanna do, but I feel like this particular podcast is kinda it's it has reached the end of the line. And of course I feel like if something really earth shattering happens i kind of have to come back to do like a special episode like if they say hey the world is going to end in 24 hours i kind of got to come back and do like an end of the world episode just for kicks you know just run down all the great things we've happened through human history and we you know it's it's almost october so it's it's spooky season and you know, people are going to be getting pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns and candy. And and I think, I think at first, I saw my first Halloween, like, decorations, like, before Labor Day, which kind of, like, really annoyed me. It was, like, still August, and there's, like, a big skeleton hanging somewhere. And you got all the pumpkin spice addicts, right, who just can't wait. And look, there's a lot of appeal to the autumn, right? You put your scarf on, you, you sit in a cafe, read a book, drink, drink a hot cocoa or, uh, you know, a latte, whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of appeal to it. But then it comes that other thing, winter. And, uh, and speaking of weather, storms and hurricanes, we, we've seen that on the news recently. Uh, it's hard to keep up with the names, right? Because it seemed like, you know, we've seen this sort of, this really really just brutal as far as like destruction on people's lives from these storms in the Caribbean, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. Now we have this other hurricane, a uh, tropical storm moving towards uh, Florida and Tampa. And they sound like something maybe one of the worst ever as far as like storm surges. So we got like, still we deal with extreme weather and, and, and climate change. So when you got a good, so when you got any kind of just regular weather day, you should appreciate it. If it's if it's a, a summer day, if it's autumn, even if it's wonderful, just a gray cold winter day. If it's just a regular day, and nothing extreme is happening, just appreciate it and enjoy it. You know that's that's that's. that's to me, that's kind of you. Kind of just have to have that kind of mentality, or you be like, "Oh no, everything is doomed." And even if everything is doomed, come on now, cheer up. Like you know, put on a happy face. You know, like be be a little, a little cheerful. So I think on that note. I think I've got nothing else to say. We have truly reached the end of the line. I want to thank every single person who's ever listened to an episode, even if it's just for five seconds, and you said, I don't want to listen to this anymore. I still want to thank you for those five seconds that you listened to it. Um, do over, the, over 200 something episodes, over fit, almost 15,000 uh, listens. Uh, just to, 
thank you. Like I said, I never made much money from the podcast. Uh, maybe enough to like buy like a, a a slice of pizza, or maybe buy a, a cup of coffee and a cup of donuts. Which is hey, which is which feels very rewarding. So, you know, I'm on social media still, not as much, but you know. Instagram, Twitter, uh, you know, you can you can find me on there. And like I said before, you can look up my other podcasts, other moods. You can just search for that, whatever you listen to podcasts at. And like I said before, if something happens, I might pop up with like a special episode. Like if something dramatic, something crazy happens, something like world, earth shattering, global, something, I don't know. I might pop back up. But thank you for listening to Man from New York when it was just Man from New York. Thank you for listening when it was Glenda talking, Man from New York. Just thank you and take care of yourself.